0: The Small Business Show, episode 217 for Wednesday, April 3rd,
1: 2019.
0: (music) Greetings, folks, and welcome to The Small Business Show here at BusinessShow.co. The show BFA Small Business and here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And out on the West Coast, I'm Shannon Jean. How are you, Dave? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I'm fantastic.
2: Good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm always looking forward to days when we record. I always get to talk and uh, connect with the world, which is uh, something I really enjoy. Yeah, same. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Hey, and we're kind of we're starting to do a series uh, where I'm reaching out or back out to uh, folks we had on the show in the past few years as we get, you know, well over the 200 uh, uh, episode, and today I'm really happy to have another guest here that we had, you know, just about three years ago. Brian O'Connell uh, he joined uh, to talk us uh, talk to us about ma- managing growth in a fast growing company, uh, his business Maris Water Solutions, and I'm really happy to go back and check in and see how things are going. And thank you for coming back on the show, Brian
1: dave shannon thanks for having me back um it's hard to believe it's been three years but uh, lots of updates to share so i'm excited to, to get going yeah that's awesome you sound great too i can you must have been practicing
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I listened to the
2: show uh the other day uh just to kind of get familiar before i sent you some you know some questions and stuff and uh it's i think we've all uh polished up a little bit. I don't know if our listeners would agree, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, So for our listeners that didn't hear your 2016 appearance, which we will link in the show notes, give us a little background on Maris, what you guys do there
1: and how you got started uh, in the business. Okay. Yeah. So Maris Water Solutions, we are an industrial and agricultural water treatment company. Um, Basically, we sell specialty chemicals that our customers add to their their water systems to uh, achieve goals like operating efficiency or making your equipment last a really long time. Basically, helping your process and your efficiencies and um, ultimately making our customers' businesses more profitable. Uh, we, so, the company was originally founded back in 2004. So, we, we celebrated our 15th anniversary at uh, a big party in January, which was a great time. Congrats. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um still, still going strong, but, uh, you know, I have lots of good adversity stories to share, which is, <laughs> I believe, the theme of the day. So, in, uh, let's just say in 15 years, I have a, a few battle wounds and a few scars to show for it, but uh, still going strong and, and enjoying every day.
2: So, no, that, that's killer. So, t- tell us about your your typical customer I mean are you in the agricultural business industrial or both I mean anybody that uses water how does it work
1: yeah. So I, most of what we do is in the agricultural space and a typical customer for us is a, a large growing operation. So say, of you know, a five to 10,000 acre almond orchard. Oh, wow. Where they, they, they count water in acre feet, which is, you know, three acre feet, a million gallons. So they, they use a massive amount of water, but um, all for a great purpose to, to grow food. And um, with that, most of that water is delivered through drip, drip irrigation systems, much like you and your listeners probably have at, at their house. And these drip irrigation systems will plug up with uh, mineral deposition or bacteria, algae. Um, every system is totally different, but uh, we put additives in the water that um, actually prevent uh, those things from happening or we can remediate and actually recapture uh, efficiency that's lost. So. For example, if, if you have a plugged emitter, that, that almond tree is not getting any water and it's also not getting any of the inputs, the fertilizers, the beneficial nutrients, et cetera. So um, th- there is a really good business proposition to what we do, but it, uh, it is a very challenging um, operations and logistics business, to say the least.
2: So, yeah, I bet. I bet. And mm-hmm. uh, is most of your business in California or are you outside of California as well?
1: So we do, uh, you know, we have uh, the industrial side. I didn't really go into, but we do have some global customers on our industrial side. Our agricultural side is almost totally based in California. Okay. Uh, we have worked in Canada, Mexico, Nevada, Arizona, but 90 plus percent of what we do is, is right here in California, where about 60 percent of the food grown in the United States is grown right here in California. So we, we don't have to travel far <laughs> to find customers. So it's, yeah. it's a good setup. That's a huge
2: statistic. 60% of the food is grown in California. That's crazy.
1: That's that's crazy. I can see almonds, but other stuff too. That's wild. Oh, it's almonds, pistachios, walnuts, you know, broccoli, berries on down the list. I mean, California leads and... you know, 50 different categories of foods. So, so yeah, it's, there's plenty of business out here. Yeah,
2: no, that's great. And yeah, yeah, it's a great story of how you got started. You can go back uh, and listen to that from when you came on in 2016. I thought that was great. Um, But I I do, as you alluded to, we talk about adversity on the show all the time and how being able to, you know, Power through adversity really is coupled with uh, uh, how successful, you know, you could, you could be every single small business owner we've had on this show, Dave and I included, uh, have been through really, you know, what are awful situations at the time that you have to figure out uh, how to get through, you, you have to really have some high levels of fortitude, you um, and I, what I wanted to talk to you about a little bit about that today, see if we can get some some you know high level stuff examples, maybe what you've been through. But would you agree that that is you know a critical skill set as a small business owner to develop?
1: Uh, I mean, absolutely, because you know just in the 15 year existence of our business, um, you know, we originally started the company with two other people. Neither one of those guys is within the company anymore. Um, I, I can create a long list for you of, of things that, that we faced along the way that, um, you know, it, it when, when you're going through it and, and you're in, in my shoes, it can seem like the world's collapsing around you. Um, but then, you know, you got to look for ways to motor through and push through and, and just think that tomorrow is going to be a better day. Um, I, I think for me personally, I, you know, I've gotten to the point, you know, we all have strengths and weaknesses and I, I think, Self-assessment to me is probably one of the hardest things to do. To just you know be honest enough and open enough to to look at yourself. But if I do have any strength, uh, I have what I call the ability to sleep at night, and that's you know just the the go home, put it to the side, and um, get some rest, and go back at it tomorrow. So um, I've been very fortunate in that, and and probably it it's probably half due to, to just the way I'm built, and the other half is just because I've. I deal with that on a routine basis. So you, you kind of have to get good at it if you're going to enjoy what you do.
0: Yeah. It, you know, yeah. Self-awareness or, or as you called it, self-assessment. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like as I, as, as I sort of marched through my, my career life and or life career, I'm not sure what the right term is, right. Cause our lives and every, but anyway, as we, as, as I marched through that, I find that the business partners and employees even that, and, and uh, you know, vendors and all of that, the ones that I work best with are the ones that really do that self-assessment and are honest with themselves at some level. And we all try. We all also lie to ourselves, you know, in many, many ways. But but if we can break down at least some of those walls, that's a that's a good thing because you got to be able mm-hmm. to look. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also find it challenging, too, is is say you're whatever you're doing is a, it's a project. You're trying to get a new account or you're trying to or You're doing something and it, and it takes a lot of your time and energy and you have to want it to work so bad to do a good job at it. And then it just might not work. And then, you know, how do you balance the, okay, I put everything I had into this for three months and it was a complete failure. Right. And so you, you have to go into these things with that, that level of energy and attention to detail and desire to win, but you have to fully understand that this might be a, a beyond a waste of time. It's, uh, yeah, it's, and it's a wild thing to balance. Part. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Very difficult to, I, I always struggle with that too. It's like, okay, when do I throw in the towel or shift it, pivot or something else? And cause I'm always really self-critical of like, you know, is this a failure? You know, that's a, a good set to have and one to that I think is very challenging. Right. For sure. Right. So you're, uh, we, we talked about partnerships and corporate structure and, and stuff the last time you were here. Uh, you alluded to it a, a couple of minutes ago. Has that changed in the past three years? And how, how did, if it did, how, how did that go down?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and just to back up another step was I, I, before coming on this show, I started listening to the the last time I was on. And, and I at first had thought, man, it's it's only been three years. Um I don't know how much has changed. And I started listening to that episode 3 years ago. And I, I just couldn't help but laugh a number of times because... Yeah. yeah there's... Uh, things that are, are wildly different. Um, you know, most of it for good. But uh, yeah. So to answer your question, um, I did... When I did the last show 3 years ago, I was in a 50-50 partnership with another person. Um, we we worked together as business partners for over 13 years. Um, and then came to a point where it was time to part ways. Um, and that that was a you know a very difficult thing um, to go through just from a business sense, because um, this had been somebody that I'd gone through a lot of, you know, strikes and gutters to, for lack of a better term. but we had been through a lot. Um, uh, we had We had grown the company from you know zero to ten million over a course of about four years, like things were flying. and And it was really fun. and we made a bunch of mistakes along the way. But uh, we were able to work through it together, and then you know we did, We just got to a point where um, it wasn't working anymore, and you know when you have um, a lot of employees in the balance and a lot of customers in the balance, and and this 50 ownership, you know it was a, it was a tough it was a tough thing to maneuver, and it and it took really an entire year to to resolve it. But we were able to resolve it, and you know, maintain an amicable relationship. And, and he's over running another company now in a, in a similar space and doing pretty well. So I think, you know, it was it was the best for all, all involved. But it, um, you know, to the topic of, of this show, it was a daily exercise in you know, like dealing with reality. Um, you know, really needing to be honest with people, um, in the company and tell them what, what was going on, knowing that it was not going to make them feel better about working at Maris, Right. But it it was very important just to, to be transparent and honest, um, to the extent that I could. But I, I think that also was, um, something that helped me get through it a little, little easier was to, to be a little bit more open than I had been in the past, a little more transparent. And, um, you know, it, it, with some people it went great with others, it, it didn't go so great, but, you know, at at the end of the day, at least, um, you know, I I feel like I handled it in a way where I I let everybody, you know, make their own judgment on what was happening. So
2: that's great. Was there anything that you did prior to, you know, going into this 50, 50 partnership that helped when this, you know, situation came up or, or. And I'll, and I'll phrase it another way. Was there something that you wish you had, had, had done that could have helped it when you had to do this, uh, separation?
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> along the way we, we, you know, I've been in the business for 15 years and, um, like I said, we've, we've had various periods of, of good and bad results, but, over, over the years, we were able to build out um, certain things that that did make this something that could be done, basically, um, so, such as we had in, within our buy sell agreement. We had very clear, you know, predetermined rules about how something like this would would go down. Which, of course, it didn't cover everything, but at least it gave us the framework to start that discussion and move it move it forward. Um, we obviously did not think of everything. I mean, it took a year. When I say it took a year, it was actually fourteen months. Right? Wow. so Yeah, That's we right. obviously um, and and a lot of it, it. It wasn't all bad. I mean, it was. Uh, we we were working together to try to sort through some things, and it was good days and bad days. But we we made really good progress, and um, you know, it was one of those. We we actually um, sat down. We spent several days, but we came to an agreement of dividing assets and kind of rules of the game going forward without um, any attorneys in the room, which was, wow. I think, a great. pretty. Yeah. I mean, and, and, that, I think in itself, would just kind of was speaking to the relationship that we had. Cause this, the, this um, separation was not about trust or anything else. It was just about, you know, some just issues that could not be overcome. And with, you know, a lot of employees and customers in the balance, it's we, neither one of us was willing to, to put all that at risk. Got so, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. But there's a the answer to answer your question, there's hundreds yeah. of things we thought of along the way that we should have and could have done differently. Uh, but really, when I look back on the end of the day, it was, you know, it was the right decision that was tough, but it, it really, you know, when when there's a lot of people depending on you to do your job and do it well, that, that was the biggest concern. And, and I, I think... You know, at the end of the day, we we have employees. We have a stable employee base uh, still to this point. So, um, nice. You know, it wasn't perfect, but I think we did handle it well. So. Awesome.
2: Yeah, that's that's. There's so much to learn going through those things, and uh, when you have to make those partnership adjustments, a lot of it you just you just can't learn until you actually go through it. It's a it's a challenge, and uh, so much personal stuff wrapped up in it as well. So. Um, l- let me ask you a question. We've talked, uh, off air and stuff for, you know, we both had some legal issues. I think any, any s- small business owner uh, among time, if you're,
1: we've successful. talked about it a lot on the show too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we,
2: we have, we have. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I, I know you've been through some things and we don't need to go into details, but again, it's that, uh, you know, I know there are listeners out there right now, you know, we have thousands of small business owners that are hanging on your every word that, and some of them are going through that right now, you know, mm-hmm. some huge corporate, you know, uh, giant coming after them for something crazy or another business owner. You just never know a customer. Um, it, it, are, when you went through that legal process, um, is there a, a few tips that you could share that you learned and, you know, that helped you get through that stuff? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I mean, my my experience was was pretty wild. And um we actually got sued for patent infringement by a, a company that you know was much larger um than we are. And it it it, it was a typical business dispute where I, I thought we were right, they thought they were right, and over the course of four years it escalated and you know, we found ourselves in uh an actual trial in Los Angeles County and and the the story just got weirder from there but um we went through one week of trial our our trial attorney the first weekend of the trial actually had a heart attack um he's (laughs) he resides in in manhattan um a great guy um but obviously we they we had to postpone the trial for six more months so we went through this whole exercise of preparing for this trial and of course we you know we thought we were right and we were going to go in there and win and all these kind of things and then um the guy that we had spent six Months preparing with has literally a near death experience and wow. and he's you know a, across the country from his you know wife and his children and um it, it just you know it, it was one of those situations where it couldn't get any crazier so it got crazier right and yeah. Um, yeah. at the end of the day it was like so we had this six month period where. Um, I just went back to work and I was doing my regular routine, but in the back of my mind the whole time, it's like, okay. There is this you know, thing that we need to address uh, down the road. But like I was telling you earlier, it's that it, I, I think I've had a lot of practice at practicing the adversity and I had... Um, this is probably 20 years ago, my first job out of college, there was um, somebody, I, I didn't really like the job that much due to just silly reasons. But um, one of the, one of the more senior guys at the company, um, he just pulled me aside and I didn't even ask him for advice or anything. And and what he said to me was, he goes, Hey, Brian, you know, things are never as good or as bad as they seem. And, and I, at the <laughs> time I didn't really get it. Right? I, d- I didn't really get That's it. Good. I kind of just said like, Okay, that's you know that's interesting, right? Yeah, but then but then as time as time goes on, and and you know I have that little voice in my head that talks to me all the time, and and hopefully more times than not gives me good advice, right? But it, it, it's really something where you know you could you could be flying high for a month, business is doing well, you're breaking your sales records, you're getting new customers, whatever it is, and and the next month it could be completely opposite. But, you know, for me, I can look at this as a 15 year journey at this point, and, and I can point to, you know, tons of peaks and valleys, but it, it's absolutely true. I mean, as much as I was, you know, had a lot of anxious times, you know, waiting for us to go back to trial and, and you know, ultimately trying to figure out what was going to happen. It, it really wasn't that bad. Uh, honestly, it, it, you know, my, my biggest concern was just for the for the employees that, you know, they 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 go to work every day and, and work hard and they depend on me to make good decisions. And I, I think the fact that I might have ultimately let some people down was probably the biggest stress causer for me. But um, again, it wasn't as bad as it seems. Looking back, I, I actually wouldn't trade that experience for anything because it 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 really, you know, it taught me how to maintain and, you know, take things in stride, good or bad. Yeah, that's great.
0: God, that what a great phrase, man. Things are yeah. never as good or as bad as they seem. God, it yeah.
1: it is so true. <laughs> it is. It's, yep. it, it's, yeah. it, 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 it is so true. And then I, I did, I mean, another like really quick story along. This is along the, the advice of dealing with adversity was I got just randomly and this was probably 12 years ago, I got to go see, um, there, it was like the college football hall of fame and they had five college football coaches up on this panel and they were asking them all these questions, right? And they asked this one, and these are big name coaches, right? They asked this one coach and they said that like, you know, how do you deal with these, you know, like 19 year old kids that are already famous and all that, you know, and it was just about how, how do you, how do you manage that? And it, his response, he didn't really answer the question, but what, what he did say was he said, you know, I coach kids that have their high school and, and their neighborhoods they grew up in, they were the best athletes that's ever been there. And then they come to our stage and there's a hundred thousand people watching and millions of people on TV and, and they give up a touchdown or they get run over and we're down 21, nothing in the first quarter. And they come to the sidelines and their eyes are all wide open and, and they don't know what to say. And, and so they said, all right, coach, what do you tell these guys? And, and he said, I always point at the clock. And I say, look, you know, there's still 45 minutes left in this game. They're still keeping score. We can either decide to keep playing or we can stop right now. What do you want to do? You know, and, and like in the back of my mind, a lot of times I keep thinking, you know, I could have a bad day. I could hurt bad. I could be riddled with anxiety but we're still keeping score. Like there's still a business to run. There's still customers to take care of. There's still operations to improve, you know? And, and it really, the, the more you let that, that kind of anxiety take hold the, the, the worse you're going to do at your job. And that's just a fact, right? Yeah, that's right. Totally. Yeah,
2: you yes. focus on it too much. And uh, don't, I, I hear a lot of what you're saying to me is like, you know, keeping things in perspective. Right. And uh, you, you're, You still have other customers, you know, you have this problem hanging out there, but you're going to take care of it. And, uh, you know, and it sounds like you're able to go work things out, you know, and uh, settle that, you you know, legal stuff and move on and be successful. So I commend you for that it's a big well, deal. Thank you. It,
1: yeah. uh, it wasn't easy, but like I said, it, you know, I, I told you earlier, I have this ability to sleep well at night and I, half of it I think is just cause I've had to practice it so much. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: that's a huge deal. And and I don't think you can put too, too, uh, you know, find a point on that, uh, being able to disconnect, relax, uh, you know, with your family and not be so stressed. And I, I would uh, say that, you know, I know a lot of people that have been through different partners, and the and, and the ones that are always there at the end, I think, are, are good at that. It's like, okay, well, I'll figure it out, and but now I'm going to go, you know, chill and have a beer and relax, you know, for a while. <laughs> yeah, so
0: that's cool. Yeah, yeah it'll it'll be here tomorrow. Later. Whatever, whatever you <laughs> need <laughs> to. Like, like, I mean, no, yeah. You, yeah. you don't no, I, you don't want to get into a habit of procrastination either. But but there are moments where you're like, you know what, I I can't stress about this all the time because. It, that that's not productive, right? You learn where it's productive to be focused and stressed, and and where it's productive not to be. And, and as long right. as you can maintain that balance and you don't wind up becoming, you know, to to take Shannon's example to, you know, an extreme, you don't wind up becoming, you know, a, a non functioning alcoholic or anything. Like, yeah, you, right. you got to be right. you, you have to be, you know, to go back to what you said earlier about self-awareness and self-assessment. Like, you got to be able to look at that, too. But there really is a balance because working too much or and focusing and stressing too much about it often doesn't give you the time to decompress and come up with those creative solutions to the problems that, that are inevitably going to be there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great point, Dave. Yeah, yeah yep. that's
2: for sure. All right. So let's get on some other, other uh, positive topics. Well, they're all positive, but w- <laughs> when you came on the show a few years ago, you talked about uh, a group called the Alliance of CEOs that you joined that help you a lot. Uh, are you, can you talk about, you know, uh, or are you still involved with them? And, yeah. you know, if there's pros and cons and, you know, connecting, you know, with a group like this, uh, just, just a little overview.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, yes, I'm, I'm still involved. I go to uh, one meeting a month. And so it's usually, you know, it's a kind of short six hour day and there's usually about six to 10 CEOs from various industries sitting around a table. And so I'm assigned to a group where I'm with the same, you know, six to 10 people every month and none of them do anything similar to what I do. So it's, you know, we have people that do, you know, business intelligence dashboards for fortune 500 companies, uh, email marketing, um, and biofuels, all kinds of various industries. But the, the thing I love about, about that and that forum is that we all have <laughs> the same problems and it, it and I even say the exact same problems because it you know whether it's you know organizational structure execution of strategy or even building a strategy in the first place we we all seem to <clears throat> struggle or look for help with the, with the same things and so having that uh, it, it's also a it's very confidential so you can go in there and you know it's like going to your psychologist you can you can kind of say anything and and you're pretty vulnerable it's it's also Led to some really good personal relationships, and I, I think that's the reason. But um, I, it, it is something I, I look forward to once a month. I always have a list of five to ten things that I can't wait to talk about and get advice on. And um, I've been going since uh, I think this is my ninth year. I think I started in in twenty ten, and I mean it's one of those situations where I can point to ten times where I had these just really eye opening experiences. Where it's just hey. I've got the wrong person in this role, but I can never get rid of them because they do too much for me. And, and then I would bring that up in the group and everybody would laugh at me. <laughs> like, yeah, I did that last year. I did that last year. I did that too. And I did this and I did, yeah, you just, you know, you just got to kind of deal with it. And it, it, it's, it's just interesting because you're, you know, my job, it's, it's a pretty lonely job, right? It's, you know, I'm a, a CEO of a mid-sized company with no board of directors, uh, no investors. So it's really, you know, I, I think the, a lot of the, success and failure rests on my shoulders sure. and having a you know that confidential avenue where I can really bounce ideas off people it's it, it has saved me I, I I know we talked about this three years ago but I I, I could not add up how much time and money it, it has saved me being That's able great. to to really bounce those ideas off people
2: yeah we talk about you know uh getting a board of advisors even in informal one or something more formal like this and I I I can't stress enough how much, same kind of thing. It's, you know, you, you got to have somebody talk to, especially when you're running things. And right. you know, there's just not a lot of people around you you can share everything with and and have other people look at you and say, oh, I had that same problem, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, even though it's a totally different business, all business owners are facing, you know, similar issues and coming up with, uh, you know, unique ways and, and different solutions. That, that's so great, i How I'm glad did that you, how did you find
0: this group, Brian? Uh, this is what, because uh, I'm sure our listeners, a lot of them are sitting there. Thinking, I want that. So how do I get that? Right. That's 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 the question.
1: Right. I would love to tell you I sought them out, but no, we actually, we received a cold call at the office one day when I was there. and I ended up talking to this person. Um, we had coffee a few times. I sat in on a meeting and I, I got a lot out of that first meeting and just kept going. Um, and there's the the alliance of CEOs I'm in. It's really only a Northern California yep. Bay area type organization, but there's a number of them. Um, there's one called Vistage that I think is all across North America that has you know thousands of CEOs and execs, but there there are a lot of of avenues for for those types of group settings um, out there. The Alliance of CEOs in the Bay Area is really good, though. So. That's great, cool,
2: thanks. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. So, what do you think? What do you think your the next great challenge? Uh, for Maris is what, what is there anything on your radar is like okay if we just solve this one thing we'd be, you know, more successful or ha- whatever you know what what's what's your your next challenge.
1: So really, the the next challenge is is capitalizing on opportunities, and it, it, you know we're I, I've kind of described to you at a high level what we do. Well, well now we're entering this this arena where you know potentially the the value for what we can do for people is is magnified. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with what was it the week of Thanksgiving last year there was no romaine lettuce anywhere right. in North yeah. America, and it was because you know these waterborne pathogens got onto, onto the leafy greens and um, some people got sick from E. coli. Well, the, the products that we put into irrigation water actually do kill and remove these pathogens from the water. So now, you know, there's there's regulations on the books coming up where people are going to have to adopt some of the programs that we we implement. So uh, basically, we're going from what is already a pretty big market where, you know, it's it's very nice to sell things to People that allows them to to grow more of their crop, then it's something else to enter this kind of you know human health and safety arena, which um, obviously is hits a different part of the budget and level of importance. But but for us, what it means is we, we have to execute every time, you know, because it's not, you know, if, if we were to do a bad job in an almond orchard, they might not get the yields they wanted. But if you did a bad job in a food safety arena, you know, people could get sick. It's a really yeah. severe, it's a very serious deal. So um, so what what um, what I've done is I've really invested a lot in IT and technology, um, really to have processes, procedures in place, not, not only to have like a trained staff that knows what to do, but to be able to have a dashboard that knows, all right, are we getting to these places? Are we getting from point A A to point B in the right amount of time? Are our customers happy with what we're doing? What does the data output look like? So um, that's been a real big move over the last year is, is uh, getting a strength. And, you know, we are going to be a technology company um, that is excellent at logistics. That's the mission now. And Really, it's to, it's to be able to capitalize on these these new markets that are opening up, and they're opening up really fast. So, oh, that's cool, man.
2: That's great. Uh, yep. It that sounds like an exciting time, and and uh, certainly, you know, we need you know companies like you to solve those problems with this massive distribution and growing of food. To, you know, take care of everybody. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it, you know, and, and my job's fun. It's it's great. I love helping people and helping their businesses. And I get to meet, you know, wonderful people all over the place. But, you know, there, if you're actually making food safer, you know, it's it's kind of that, you know, extra layer of meaning that we're always looking for that, you know, can sometimes be hard to find. But um, it's something that really excites our our entire company. And, you know, we've got some very large scale um pilot testing going on and things are looking really positive, but there's, you know, we have to be strong at technology. There is no room for error in this yeah. field. So right. but that that's an exciting problem to solve. So sure.
2: No, that's cool. Yeah. One mm-hmm. thing I hear you say over and over in different ways is that, you know, your whole business kind of revolves around adding value and, and helping other businesses make more money, increase their yield, be more efficient. Is mm-hmm. that something that you, constantly focus on you know with your you build your culture your business especially like with new people when they come work for you or have you found that it if you find the right person they kind of get it and and they can run with that concept
1: yeah so um (laughs) That one's difficult to explain, but I, I, so when I interview people or I I look for people to be on what I call the front lines, which are the customer facing people there, and and it's kind of hard to identify, but when you, after you work with somebody for a little while, you can definitely see it is it's really the, it's the ability to empathize at a deep level. and. It's not only empathizing and and saying, okay, look, I I understand this problem you're facing and it it must feel this way and it's going to cost you this much money. But um, it, it goes a little bit deeper than that, because not only are you empathizing, but you're putting the, the customer's needs in front of your own, right? Because there's one thing human beings are great at, all of them, and that's really sensing whether someone's genuine or not. You know, we've, we've all talked to somebody and got that weird feeling they were lying to us, you know, and, and more times than not, you're right, right? Um, but it, but if you can really empathize with somebody, and, and it's not only trying to make them feel any certain way, but if... if, if if you have the ability to empathize with somebody and you genuinely care about a positive outcome for them more than you do for yourself, to me, that's when you got it. And that's, that's the kind of people that our customers want to be around. And, um, that's really the culture of, of the business. And, um, you know, we have gone through a lot of people at Maris. We have a lot of former employees, but it's one of the things that you, you can't really tell when you're interviewing people, if, if they have that, that skill or not. And, and if they don't, um, unfortunately they don't belong. So, yeah. No, that's good. That's a great answer. Yeah. Mm.
2: So we're we're coming here to, to the end, and I, I know you you're familiar with this. You know, we we have a favorite question we always like to ask, and I know you haven't made very many mistakes along the way.
1: Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I
2: have, so I always bring it up because it makes me feel better. Um, but uh, you know, if you're talking to people that are just getting started, um, and you know, what mistake do you think you made that maybe taught you? Uh, you know the most during your career, and you know, it's, and sometimes it's the same thing. I'm kind of working on combining these questions uh, because then we always ask, "Well, what bit of advice would you give for a, a new business owner?" And, and maybe they're the same thing. And uh, to, you know, expand on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, and so th- this th- this might be a little more general of an answer than than you're than you're looking for, but. Uh, you know, business to me, I mean, we've all heard the statistics that, you know, 99% of businesses fail and, you know, it's due to all these other reasons. And it, but, you know, at the end of the day, we all spend money on things, right? And whether it's, you know, you're buying a new car all the way down to which box of cereal or cereal you're picking off the shelf, right? Uh, businesses are really at the end of the day, it's about the exchange of money, Right. And so a lot of I've made many, many mistakes along the way of thinking, oh, I've got this cool idea. People are going to love it. Right. So and then I, I throw a bunch of time and money into it and realize that people don't really want it. And it's because at the end of the day, they're not willing to, you know, what, what we're charging for it is not worth it to them based on what they get in return. So really, the, I mean, the, the thing that, that I would say is you have to really all your business opportunities, you really have to, to look at them from the standpoint standpoint of, it's an exchange of money. And and these people are going to analyze and spend their money wisely. And, you know, if they pick the right, you know, product they're going to, you know, they pick the right box of cereal and they spend three bucks on it. They're going to get $5 worth of enjoyment or benefit or whatever they want out of it. It, it. it really all comes down to that at the end of the day. I mean, businesses obviously involve a lot more. The relationships are important and, and we can make a long list. But at the end of the day, you're you're expecting people to give you money so they can achieve something. And um, you, that's just that just has to be number one. Because um, if you don't look at it from that standpoint... You're, you're going to waste a lot of time and you're going to waste a, a lot of, you know, a lot of us have limited time and money and, um, you know, it, it's it's important to use it wisely. But at the end of the day, you're asking people to give you money. And that, that's really what the business is. Yeah. Well, oh, it's a, it's a value
0: exchange. Right. And 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 yeah. I, I think I'll add to that and say it it I was going to say it doesn't have to. It shouldn't be a zero or a non zero sum game right like like people people should like both sides can get value out of this right or it Mm -hmm. should be a non zero sum game right where both sides feel like okay we're better for having done this thing because that way you keep customers long term and that is the goal i think yeah
1: and, and the best way to get more customers is to have your current customers tell their friends, you um, Got it. And that, no matter what you're selling, that's the best way to do it. So, yep. yeah. yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, man, you know, thank you so much for coming back, giving us the update, uh, about everything that's going on. It's really helpful for us to hear it, to share everything for other small business owners about the highs and the lows, how you got through them. Um, what's the best way for someone to learn uh, more actually about Actually, before marriage, before marriage. you answer
0: that question, yes, I yes. have mm-hmm. one last question yeah. for you. You talked go, about, go. a lot about this earlier, and so I'm curious. Would you ever enter into a 50-50 partnership again? No. Okay.
2: That was quick. <laughs> that was quick. I, I thought to, it that, might
1: it? be quick. Yeah. <laughs> but let me think about it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it, 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 you know, it, it inherently is... a a tough thing to maneuver and you know i called it the two-headed monster it's 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 a tough thing to maneuver and and some people make it work and i know some people that make it work and that's great but um most of them fail and that's a fact yep so it's yeah yeah that's good Yep. that's a great answer
2: all right so now uh if folks want to learn more about (laughs) maris and to connect
1: with you what's the best way for them to do that So you can find me on LinkedIn, Brian O'Connell. Come to Maris.com, M as in Mary, E-R-A-S.com. Learn about us, drop us a note. Um, But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. That's great. Uh, thanks again, man.
2: And what we will I'm going to yeah. put on the calendar, uh, we'll get together again in 2021. <laughs> Let's do it. And you know me, job. I'll have a lot of updates for you. <laughs> yes, you will. So, yeah.
0: yeah. All righty. Okay, well, thanks, thanks so much, for, guys. guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brian. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Shannon, for, uh, for everything. It's all good. Thanks for making our 50 50 partnership work. Yeah, for sure. Keep living that charmed life, folks. We'll see you next week.